Raven, there is a lot that we missed out on. Let's get to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Making Fun Podcast. My name is Casey Johnson, and alongside me, as, well, I can't really say always, I suppose, uh, but as when we do it, my lifelong friend, my favorite groomsman at R.A.V. and Stab Miller, Raven Stab Miller, uh, hey. Hey, uh, come, come here often? Apparently not. Apparently <laughs> not, dude. It's it's been a wild couple of weeks. We recorded last at what the beginning of February? Yeah, somewhere in there. And then you had something come or Valentine's Day happened. Yeah, so we yeah, could yeah, record yeah. that week. Uh, the Super Bowl happened that following weekend, in which I got COVID for a second time. I did not have a voice to record that week. Mm-hmm. And then last week, we also had something that came up that we couldn't record, but it was okay because we talked about, um, oh, there's some uh, there's some more game announcement stuff so that we can watch. We can do one big episode for everything that we missed in February. And boy, was there some things that we missed. Some stuff that we missed in February. So, folks, this is going to be a different kind of show. Uh, because we're going to be talking a little life, talking a little games, mostly just kind of catching up. We've Mm -hmm. got three major things that we're going to be talking about, which is uh, Pokemon Presents, PlayStation State of Play, and uh, the Nintendo Direct that happened in February, which Raven and I both agree is about the only actual real thing that was worth talking about that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Raven, the first thing I need to know is, like, how you been, man? <laughs> well, you know, aside from the whole having COVID again thing, right, I've been fine. Right. I'm uh, coming to terms with the fact that I just, like, don't play as many kinds of video games as I used to. Mm. I am enjoying video games still, but it's just, like, I'm trying to force myself to play less games and only playing the ones that I'm actively excited for. Right. Right. Um, which has been great because I've been, uh, really, really, uh, enjoying that. So, mm. uh, yeah, I've been working, been wedding planning ing. I've been playing video games technically. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what have you been up to, man? How, how, how's life? Honestly, a lot of the same things that you said, um, mm-hmm. I have been, so busy and then i got sick i didn't get covid but i you know here's the thing i am so over people saying things like oh man i'm this indiana weather is so crazy i know i've been here my whole life like i'm used to it but that does living here in indiana There is going to be one week, mid-February, mid-March, somewhere in there, where it's going to be 70-30-50-70-30. And you're going to get sick. (laughs) And that's when you're going to get sick, and you just have to put up with it. Um, But 
we, you know, you are sort of in the stages of wedding planning now where it's very much crossing T's and dotting I's. Mm-hmm. I am writing the I's and T's still. Yeah. You know, I'm still building it, but we got our last big things down and now it comes down to a bunch of little stuff like music and like we've got this checklist that's like really about like 13 to 15 things and they're all like boutonnieres engagement photos like Mm-hmm. What what are we going to do here? General decorations. Like, little stuff that is so easy compared to who's going to cater it, who's going to do the cake, and everything in between. Um, so, I am incredibly happy that finally that's starting to... We're getting to a point where, like, Nia's actually kind of excited to work on wedding stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and we can make legitimate progress. So that's really all that you can ask for. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, there's definitely like a bell curve of it where at the very beginning, it's extremely daunting due to how much you have to do yet exciting. And then, right. Cause it's going to be then, this yeah. little adventure. Yeah, exactly. And then you get to the middle and you're kind of just like, well, you know, it's like, this is the part where. Uh, everything's kind of lining up X, Y, Z. And you're just like, cool. And then the very end is just like, uh, you're just like, please let me be done. That's where I'm at right now. I'm like, please let this just be done. I am, you know, very, very happy where we're at, but please, for the love of goodness, let me just have a a night where I can lay there and not have to worry about something else that I have to do. Mm. (sighs) Which reminds me, I need to talk to a florist. And uh... anyway, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, this is not a, wedding planning podcast although it kind of could is. you could you could you imagine <laughs> if we pivoted this late into the game into a wedding planning podcast honestly truly i think the people yeah. who have stuck with us this long would probably just go with it <laughs> they'd be like okay yeah i need to know this information for like in early maybe. august they'll be back to games they may yeah. do like one special e3 episode <laughs> Well, if there's an E3 around. Anyway. Right, right, because Ubisoft was like, we'll be there if it happens. What does yeah. that mean, Ubisoft? Is it possibly not going to happen? You would know. Yeah. I mean, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo all said, yeah, we're not going to do anything at E3 proper. We're going to have our own video presentations around that time. Yeah. So it's just like, well, that that all makes sense, but like, weird. <laughs> Yeah, so I I am skeptical. We have one singular eyebrow raised at whatever the heck um, is going on with E three. So what have you been playing? What have you been up to on that on that front? Uh, so mostly just Pokemon. Yeah. Um, like I I oh that's a lie. Um, I've beaten all of Fire Emblem Engage since we last talked. I don't know if I talked about it on the show at all, if I had gotten around to playing it the last time that we recorded. You you did. You had watched it. Yes. Um, I have beaten it officially, mm. and I thought it was a really good time. 
I beat it during COVID because I had nothing else better to do. Um, and there were like, I thought the combat was really engaging. I thought the new gimmicks that they added with the engage and everything was pretty fun. I thought the characters were all pretty interesting. Uh, my biggest, my biggest complaints are that, um, uh, money is really hard to come by. Yeah. And the game really incentivizes <laughs> Same, you. Same, brother. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, the game really incentivizes you to, like, upgrade your weapons, but doesn't give you the resources to do it enough. Yeah. Um, and then also, they don't let you buy, like, a specific kind of staff infinitely, which they have forever. It's the one that allows you to recover HP of your allies for more than one space away. And yeah. so it makes um, combat a little bit trickier sometimes. But it also could be considered, like, a nice change, depending on how you're playing. So... Uh, yeah, I beat it, and I kind of want to play it again pretty soon. They're releasing the third wave of DLC tomorrow. They've already mm -hmm. come out with the first two waves. They're releasing the third wave tomorrow, and they're releasing the the final like DLC story sometime this summer. Okay. Um, so I'll be picking up the DLC sometime this summer and nice. playing through it again. So very fun game. I really did enjoy it. Uh, next time I'm going to play with... Not every single main character, which ended up being like 12 people, which I was absolutely flabbergasted by. It's so many people. Yeah. Um, because they have like two lords per kingdom, and then your main character is nine people. And you get 10 people. For most of the game, you get about 10 people per map. Mm. And you're just like, well, what am I supposed to do? Uh, anyway, the other thing I'm doing uh, is playing through Pokemon Scarlet. Yeah, uh, I've been I've played through Violet, you know, I'm playing through Scarlet now. I have decided that I'm going to do what is called a shiny badge quest, which, as the name implies, is where you catch a shiny Pokemon before every gym badge of the game, mm. which is not difficult per se. It's just tedious, right? Yeah. And most things in Pokemon aren't hard. They're just tedious. Uh, but it's nice for me to just like sit down and just like have a goal in mind whenever I'm playing and like running around and having fun. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look for this kind of Pokemon. And I'm going to run around in some circles and see if I can't find it. Right. Like I found out my path and stuff. So I have beaten two gyms. I've caught three shiny Pokemon. Oh, excuse me. It's been a good time. So those I played a little bit. I haven't played Hi-Fi Rush since we last talked about it. Mm -hmm. I've uh, just been like busy. Yeah, yeah, and, no, that's fair. And Hi-Fi Rush, it's another game, right, that I have issues feeling like I am 100% in on and, like, I want to play this right now because I have to focus so closely yeah. on it. Um, right. Which doesn't take away from how awesome it is, and there will probably be a time when I'm like, you know what, today's the day, and I'll probably just end up beating it all at once. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, no, I'm completely with you there. Yeah. Exactly, and it's just like uh, I want to play it, yeah. But ex everything that you just said is like it takes so much extra commitment. And it requires a hundred percent of my focus, and I just need like a day off where I can just like look at it. And I don't have those days off anymore. Right. So, um, I played. A, I haven't played Hi Fi Rush. Uh, Emily officially beat all of lost judgment that was a fun time a lot of reviews are saying it wasn't as good as the first one and like i kind of agree but also there's a lot more side content which makes mm. the game have a lot more like end game playability yeah it, ha it has nifty. legs to it exactly uh outside of that i think that's pretty much it i mean the occasional run through slay the spire or peglin here and there mm -hmm. um i've been playing 
uh oh one other big thing that i did is i played through a uh an emulator for uh they recently released an english patch for a a a fan team had created a English patch for a Japanese exclusive Digimon game mm. that follows the story of the Digimon Dusk and Dawn, which are two of the most popular games on the Nintendo for the, out of the Digimon franchise. Um, and so I was playing through those and I was having a pretty good time and I was nearing the end of it. And then my game didn't save four hours of progress because apparently I didn't hyper fixate on the save like I normally uh... did. Uh, and then I decided, you know what? No, I'm done. I am because uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of like menial backtracking I had to do in there that just like wasn't fun to do. Yeah. And so I just was like, you know what? I think I'm done with this. Uh, there's a really tedious mechanic on how to digivolve your guys. You have to go through and defeat their evolutions. You have to get what are called their plates, restore their plates, and then you can digivolve into them. And it's like, oh, restoring the plates isn't that bad. Do you remember Spectrobes? at all did you ever play or see anything about spectros no No. um imagine you have to like fill holes with putty and like drill and sand it down and then wash it off but you're also under a time limit Mm -hmm. and then if you mess up too much you also break the thing that you're working on so you have to go out and get another plate and fix it yeah it's just a very tedious and boring gameplay loop. I mean, um, honestly, I zoned out about halfway through you just explaining the process. Yeah, like- exactly. <laughs> and I kept telling Emily, I'm like, I'm, ha- I'm not having fun. She's like, why are you playing it? I'm like, because I'm stubborn. Yeah. I'm going to beat it. And uh, yeah. And you so, didn't. <laughs> but yeah. And I did not. And I have a- it's one of those things I might go back to eventually, but probably yeah. not. So yeah, that's what I've been up to playing. What so, uh, what about you? What have well, you been up to? Well, I, I do have playing? one more question for you, which sure. is how much is it killing you not having your hands on Octopath 2 right now? It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm. Uh would I like to have Octopath 2? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Um but also, I never beat Octopath 1. Right. So maybe I should go and do that. And that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I've been trying to figure out what game I want to play next. And there's a couple of RPGs that I just want to sink my teeth into. And then as a joke, uh, my mom asked if I would be okay with having my old PS3 back as my wedding gift. Because I had to give it to my, because I gave it to my stepfather for him to use for uh, something to do while he was recovering from his surgery. And then he ended up just keeping it. Yeah. And so I got my PS3 back. So I have like old PS3 games I can play. <laughs> you were like, Mom, like, uh, don't test me. That is exactly what I want. <laughs> that is exactly what I want. And she said it yesterday. We got dinner on Sunday and she brought it. And I was like, okay, all right. There we go. She's already, she's also given me cash to help pay for things. Right, for right, 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 right. right. More that... than expected. Um, but I am very, very excited for it. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna dust off my copy of Final Fantasy 13. Mm. Maybe dust off my copy of White Knight Chronicles. I thought I had. I don't. I have discovered that something happened to my copies of Infamous One and Two, mm. and they are just gone. And oh, I don't man. know if it's that they got like taken, or my brother has them, right. or you know. I mean, that, there's a couple different things it could be. That's tough because those cost at least ninety nine cents to replace. Yeah, exactly. I, I I do. Thankfully, my stepfather did purchase uh, Zito or Infamous One, so I do have that one with his collection. But I would like to have Infamous Two without having to buy it again. But you know, that whole dollar 
right? It's just so much money, especially whenever I'm already considering having to track down all the old Pokemon games, right. which is something else I want to start doing. Um, but yeah, well, I've been, I, uh, I, I tell yeah, you what, full stop, full stop here. Do you huh. want... Um, I don't know what time your walkthrough is Saturday, uh-huh. but do you want me to grab a copy of Infamous 2 from work? <laughs> what time do you work on Saturday? Or do you not work I, on I don't, I don't work Saturday, but if you're going to be close, you can stop by, grab your wedding invitation to my wedding, and... <laughs> we'll do an exchange. One, yeah. <laughs> one invitation grab, one Infamous 2 thing. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a good time. And yeah, by maybe. If, if you, if by you exchange, mind, you mean you have nothing to give me, but then I, <laughs> I can't give but you then, things. But then we'll lock eyes, as we always do whenever we haven't seen each other in person in years. Yeah. And then we'll hug for about at least a solid 45 seconds on your front yard. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll text about it more, but yeah. So I've 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 thought about showing Emily Infamous one and two, and then thinking about it and being like, you know, the first two Infamous games aren't all that great. Yeah, and it's sad. They're good for right? the story. It's sad because those are great games, just not mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. It, they they aged terribly, but they were amazing when they were fresh. Uh, same thing for Prototype. Prototype was in my stepfather's games that he had given me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prototype is a game I'm going to play, and I already know is going to be bad. Um, and then the top off that list is... Um, oh, what's the other one I wanted to play? I don't remember. Oh, GTA... F- or GTA 5 isn't bad, but I also have a now own a PS3 copy of GTA 5, oh, yeah. which feels like a relic to the past, you know? <laughs> I can tell you don't work at a game store. <laughs> because <laughs> that to me feels like oh god we're getting another one yeah yeah no that that's that's definitely cool i'll be interested to see what you de- uh, decide on playing next um mine is very simple and well i have so there's two i'll i'll start with the um most recent one which is I have been playing just the past couple of days um, Need for Speed Unbound, the new Need for Speed game. Okay. Um, Have you seen any gameplay of this? No, I have not. Do me a favor, YouTube uh, NFS Unbound gameplay, because you're going to be like, hmm... And see, you keep saying unground, and I keep thinking you're saying underground. It's which is un- a very different game. It's unbound. Unbound. Sorry, same same meaning there, of course. Yeah. Uh, um, I am pulling that up now. You're you're gonna notice something. Okay. Which is that there are a lot of really interesting choices regarding screen effects. Okay. That I think are even going to make your old tire heart go, hmm. Um, but spoiler alert, uh the game's a good game that is a driving oh. game where you drive. Like I'm watching somebody select their character and it keeps flashing green. Okay. Which well, is like an interesting stylistic choice, but now my eyes hurt. Yeah. Um 
So basically, it's got the like Spider Man into the Spider Verse thing kind of going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is really cool and interesting when you play it. And it's a really interesting juxtaposition of the, um, with all of the effects, but it's also this like really, really good graphics that you come to expect from driving games. Right. Um, Oh, that's cool. The nitro like, okay. I dig, I dig this art style. Actually. I think this is really cool. Yeah. And when I first saw it, I wasn't, I wasn't sure at all, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot less in your face when you're actually playing it, right? Because you're focusing on different things when you're playing it as opposed to like when you're watching it (laughs) because like you're going to be looking at your opponents and looking toward your next thing and you're not looking at the back of your car all the time to see the cartoon smoke flying off of it. But it's really cool. Really cool game, um, and it's it's been a fair time that you know I've put probably three hours into it at this point, so it's nothing crazy. Um, with that being said, the main thing that I have been doing it recently, and you know I'm nearly a month into it now, is I am irrevocably unfortunately um just beyond repair obsessed with hogwarts legacy um and i you know i know that it's a game that you've chosen not to participate in so i'll keep this part short but i i will say it's absolutely tremendous like it is really 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 good and it's funny because I was wondering about the IGN review of it had me a little bit weirded out because the entire time that they were talking, it was about things that were wrong with the game and performance issues. And then they gave it a nine out of 10. And I was very confused by that. But that has been my experience with the game is that it's parts of it don't perform well, but still there's this just undeniable charm to it that makes it an excellent game. Um, And the one thing that I think objectively is incredibly interesting to speak on is the fact that it's kind of amazing to me that Avalanche was able to make this size and this level of game at this quality. Because the last thing that they worked on was Disney Infinity. And they've just done a bunch of, like, movie tie-ins. But I think they can now officially be considered a AAA studio because they have now produced a really good triple A game of triple A quality. 
So I'm probably going to finish that up fairly soon. I've got Resident Evil 4 on the way uh, because I won a contest at work and I got a free pre-order. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that is going to be the next thing that I do as soon as I am uh, done with this. And with that in mind, what do you say we get to some gaming news here? Absolutely. So here's one thing that happened yesterday that is kind of, it's unfortunate, uh, but it is what I expected. Because folks may remember I had a very short love affair um, and did not like my love affair with Forspoken. Um, as my buddy at work, Kyle, said, I just kept saying how the game just wasn't for me. And he said, well, it may not be for you, but it's Forspoken. And that's the only thing that I can say about the game. It was bad. It was a bad game. <laughs> And Square Enix agrees. Um, so as Luminous Productions is going to be more or less, it, the exact term is they're going to be folded into Square Enix, which is the nice ethical way of saying that the, the studio is getting shut down. Um, its team is going to sort of assimilate into the Square Enix umbrella. And they're planning on releasing the DLC that's already in development, but, you know, there's not going to be a sequel. There's not going to be anything. They're just going back to being part of the general Square Enix team. And that's something that doesn't really surprise me. Um, because they, if we remember last year, Square was like, okay, screw this. We're selling Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal to Embracer Group. And that is mostly because Guardians of the Galaxy somewhat underperformed, not critically, but commercially, and Marvel's Avengers was what it was. And so this isn't super surprising to me. And I feel weird about it because normally like when, when we saw the, like the crash four team start to, I believe the crash four team is now working on, um, call of duty. They're working on Warzone, And yeah. that, that was like a real shame because crash four, was an absolute gem, right? They've got this little lane over here, and now they're part of the machine. I don't know that I feel the same way about Luminous Productions, and especially considering the fact that these people are, like, keeping their jobs. It's, right. like, if they were getting completely let go, that would be one thing, which I figure would also be somewhat understandable, because Forspoken is a game that failed at every point. Like, there wasn't really an aspect of the game that was very well done to me. So mm. I could I could understand if the studio was just shuttered and everybody was let go. But especially considering the fact that these people are going to retain their jobs and they're just going to start 
you know, being part of the team for the bigger Square Enix properties. This is one thing that I like. It feels right that maybe this particular group of folks, this particular team needs to be cultivated a little bit more before they're let loose again. Because Forspoken mm-hmm. was a very interesting idea that did not go very well. No. And I and I think I think that says a lot as well, right? Like the for for all intents and purposes, a decent chunk of development time was during the initial push to working during the pandemic, right? Yeah. It was it was during the height of that. And so people had to not only learn how to work and live with all of that happening they also had to learn like how to how to make games in it which is a yeah. lot harder than it might otherwise sound um so it sucks the game wasn't great i don't fault them for it and i'm hoping that you know they find success moving forward yeah yeah absolutely i will say i will say one thing though the art in that game is gorgeous i the 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 uh the shaders and the vfx and all the art people did phenomenally and i expect all of them to do pretty well moving forward yeah yeah a lot of the art is good uh just unfortunately not in motion yeah it is uh, that's a bummer yeah it doesn't it does not look pretty when you are actually doing it so, Raven, our next spot is something that I am so unplugged from. I just need you to casually talk to me about it. So what what happened ready, with Pokemon? You ready to take a nap? Yeah. You ready to take a nap? <laughs> no, I did okay, that while so you were talking about the Digimon game. That's Digital Monsters. Ah, yeah, this is yeah, Pocket yeah, Monsters. Yeah, yeah. Digital Monsters. They are the champions, though. All right, so... Uh, Pokemon's going to be really brief. Usually I go on like a five-minute tangent about Pokemon. Uh, this is one of the worst Pokemon presentations that I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was not a lot going on. It was 25 minutes of mostly nothing. Okay. Uh, the first thing that they did was show off the Pokemon trading card game classic. It is going to be a briefcase that is going to include a very fancy, very nice looking Pokemon TCG play mat including with like uh damage counters and status condition like really nice looking materials yeah um and includes three proxy decks to play with that are already sleeved up and ready to go which is cool the the idea of giving out proxy cards of the original three you know pokemon decks is really neat idea and you know you get it's like a cool little collectible piece um the problem with that being is that they, it looks like uh, on uh, pre-orders right now in Japan, they have not hit the Americas yet or Europe, uh, but pre-orders in Japan are starting at about 35,000 yen, which uh, current translation is about 275 US dollars. Uh, and so some people are like, this is going to be really expensive and not worth it. But I think that if you play a lot of Pokemon TCG, it would be a cool like statement piece to just be able to like pull this off the shelf and like open it up. This is one of those things that I would probably pick up in like five years whenever I had better disposable income than I currently do. Yeah. Uh, but instead, I'm going to be buying all the Pokemon games. So th- that's all that. Um, next up is that they are working that Pokemon is working with Netflix to make a show called Pokemon Concierge. It is by the people. Oh, goodness. I know it's by somebody like somebody that's done something pretty recently. Um, animation behind uh, Rilakkuma and Karo. It's going to be a stop motion animation show from Dwarf Studios. Uh, this game, this show just looks cute. The entire premise, uh, they haven't shown off a ton, but from what they explained, the premise is going to be that you are going to be watching this show from the perspective of a human employee 
who is the concierge at an all Pokemon hotel and just okay. seeing what they get up to. Like, that's it. And I think that's neat. Uh, Pokemon Unite had a new character introduced. Uh, the character is broken. Absolutely busted. Uh, all of my friends who play Pokemon Unite are angry about it. Moving okay. on. Uh, Pokemon Sleep. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you God. that correct. Pokemon thank, Sleep. Thank God you mentioned this because, okay, my buddy at work, uh, his name is Sam Chad. His first name Sam, last name Chad. And, Amazing name. And he is exactly the kind of person that you think he is. Mm-hmm. All right, straight up. And he went on like a 25-minute long soliloquy the other day regarding Pokemon Sleep. And how he just cannot believe that this particular thing exists. And not only that, that they are making an accessory for it. Mm -hmm. And that this is... Like, I'm looking at the Polygon article right now and it says, The long-awaited Pokemon sleep. How long-awaited was it? Uh, five years. They announced this like five years ago. Okay, okay, okay. They, hold on, hold on. I, I, on. Let, let, let me back up. Sure. I'm not questioning how long awaited it was. I'm West questioning how awaited. Yeah, it was. There's. It is. It is one of those things. Um. It's one of those things where it was originally shown. It was showed off in 2020. I apologize. So it's been three years. Um. Fire. It was one of those things that was shown off, and uh, everybody's like, what is this? This seems silly. But then it kind of everybody kind of stopped talking about it, but there was like a very large majority that's like, I want to see what this is, yeah. because it just looks, it just sounds kind of goofy. And it's exactly what it sounds like it's going to be. It's just going to be, you're going you're gonna to turn up, put it on your phone, you're just going to put it next to your head, you're going to sleep, and then you're going to collect Pokemon. Yeah, and it, for for the folks listening to this, if you haven't seen the Pokemon Sleep trailer, mm-hmm. pause and go look at it. Because this trailer is unhinged. Okay? I don't think unhinged is the phrase that I would use. How it's is it certainly, unhinged? It's certainly not hinged. It's just, it's just, it's just people going to sleep. Well, it's so, I guess more so the, just the whole, the whole thing is weird, right? Have you ever, have you, yeah, 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 go ahead. As such, any trailer for it is going to be inherently weird. Sure. Have you ever used a sleep tracking app? I personally have not. Mm-hmm. Um and and not neither has Nia. I and like I understand that they exist and they're useful. Yeah. But like to me none of that makes this make sense. Sure. And that's fine, right? <laughs> not every product has to make sense to every person. I think it's funny and it's going to be a free to play game on my phone. I have my phone next to me when I sleep anyway. I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to see what happens. Yeah. It, it, it's I, just one of those dude, cool I can, things I where like I cannot wait for the prospective buyer for this yeah straight up, yeah I it's gonna be wait. it's gonna be a hard sell it's going to be a very hard sell to you but i'm gonna try my best um the other thing that's a hard sell is the pokemon go plus plus uh this ties in in the uh line of pokeball go pokemon go plus accessories 
um, that have been released since about 2018, I believe. I'm not going to look that one up because I don't care enough. Uh, first, there was the Pokemon Go Plus, which was just a little circular like thing that could just be worn like a keychain um, that tracked your movement, and you could press the button to catch Pokemon and spin Pokestops. Which apparently, the by the way, are super expensive now. Yes, they are very hard to get a hold of. And there's a whole thing I could get into about a subgenre of automatic catchers that do all of this stuff automatically while the game is open and like our third party ones. And it's a whole it's a whole thing, a whole hullabaloo. Um, then you have the Pokeball Go Plus, which, as well, as you were saying, is expensive. Uh, I have one. Shout outs. Shout outs to my brother for buying one for me from you. Might I add? I thought that was very funny. <laughs> um, I might have sold it to him or did I per- he, he, did I personally he, 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 or... You personally sold it to him. That's awesome. Because because every time he mentions that every time you see him, he always goes, you 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 always go, you know who I am, right? And my brother's like, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> or maybe that's the no, other, way, the around. other way, way around. It's the other way around. Every time he comes in, he's like, you remember me, right? I'm Raven's brother. I'm like, yes, you look exactly like Raven. <laughs> like, there's not... <laughs> <laughs> I'll send him to pick up the the wedding invitation. You won't even know the difference. Um, Just make sure he then, gives me a forty five second hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the Pokeball the Pokeball Plus is the same idea. You can press the button on it. You can connect to Pokemon Go. Press the button on it. It'll catch Pokemon. It'll spin Pokestops. All that fun stuff. So you don't have to have your phone out. So you can just have the strap on your wrist and walk around with this item in your hand and just press it whenever you feel a vibration. I've personally used it while I've been walking around town. It's it's actually kind of nice. So I could just like walk with Emily and we're not like just staring at our phones the whole time. We're just like on a walk downtown and I could press the thing and I can get the, the rewards for it. And then I open my phone later. I'm like, wow, look at all these Pokemon. Um, The Pokemon Go Plus Plus is going to be pretty much the same thing. It's going to have a button there. Um, It will allow you to uh, automatically catch Pokemon, so you don't even have to press the button. The, the thing about this one is that it also works with Pokemon Sleep, so you don't have to have the app open on your night on the bed by you, so you don't, like, knock it off, which I tend to do. I'm very restless when I sleep, so I knock things off all the time. Um, but being able to just have the Pokemon Go Sleep plus plus sleep thing next to you is going to be nice. So uh, for anybody who's interested, that's a product coming out. That might be something that I pick up in the future eventually, but it's not something I'm really needing. Mm-hmm. All right. <sighs> Two last things. Uh, they announced um, the first set of raids of new Pokemon that people have not seen yet. Um, Walking Wake and Iron Leaves, which are paradox forms of Suicune and Verizian, respectively. Uh, these were cool because we hadn't really seen these official designs yet. And they were officially shown off in the trailer. And I kind of popped off. That was neat. Uh, and then they officially announced that they are doing DLC, an expansion pack for Scarlet and Violet following suit with doing an expansion pack for Sword and Shield. We have the hidden treasure of Area Zero, the Teal Mask, and the Indigo Disc. Uh, Those will come out in fall and winter, respectively, and they will feature Pokemon such as Ogrepan, Terrapagos, and Okidogi. I need to send you a picture of Okidogi because you will not believe that this is a real Pokemon. Because... I cannot stop laughing at this dude. I think he's just a funny little guy. And I, I can't. I, oh my god! 
<laughs> Why right? is wrong? Oh my god! R- no rule thirty four. No, it's no. common. Wait. <laughs> A lot of people compare him to the uh, to the like the Chad dog picture. And so there's been like making a lot of fan art of that, which I think is very funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, I saw Okie Dogie, and I was like, "This is my new favorite guy. Mm. I love him." Uh, but yeah, and so they announced that it'll come out this year. Uh, they're doing the same thing as they did the last time. They're adding a ton of extra Pokemon that you can play with whenever you have the DLC. Even if you have, do or don't have the DLC, you can transfer it in. Um. And you could trade with players who have it. Since there is multiplayer where you can play with other players at the same time, they did say that you can have a union circle with people who do and don't have the DLC, but you can't visit the DLC areas with people who don't have the DLC. Uh, so you can go... So like, if I own it and you don't, I could go to a DLC area, but you couldn't come with me kind of thing. Um, mm. Which is reasonable. So, yeah. I, I, I That is all they talked about. They just showed off a couple of the new guys. I love Okie Dogie. And then they talked about Pokemon Sleep. And some new stuff that's coming. Overall, a very underwhelming presentation. Which I'm kind of excited about. Because that means that there's not another Pokemon game I have to buy this year. They just are going to give us a DLC and that's it. Right. So. Um, Two things. Number one. Yeah. I love how you were like, usually I <laughs> go off on like a five minute tangent. But this isn't going to take that long. True, it took like seven and a half minutes. Now, that's because you chimed in for the first time in Pokemon presentation coverage history thank to talk you. about Pokemon Sleep. Thank you. So, no, <laughs> number two, I'd like to go back to Pokemon Sleep for a second. <laughs> sure. I, I'm, I'm hitting send right now. I realized I was talking about the wrong trailer because that was the introduction video. The uh-huh. actual trailer, which is the YouTube link that I just sent you, yeah, yeah, yeah. is, and I will die on this hill, unhinged. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just people going to sleep with life-size Pokemon next to them and touching them in their cool. sleep. Have you ever had a dog sleep on the bed with you? Well, no, but, okay, in particular, if you go to, like... 40 seconds and and hit play right yeah and you've got there's like pokemon in the background and he's touching him with his little tentacles and you wake up and you're like oh my Uh god it's my pokemon and the thing that adds Uh to the unhingedness of it is that there's a text at the bottom periodically that says not actual gameplay footage (laughs) (laughs) i think that's funny i think that it's it's saying that is very funny but I think it's just cute. I don't know. I, I don't know. You have to remember, too, that people who play Pokemon just want to have Pokemon in their real life, right? That's why Pokemon Go has been as successful as it has. Yeah. All, uh, all, so I, all I I'm saying is that I'm seeing a number of articles that fully agree with me. <laughs> so I at least feel a little okay about my, my okay. being I so creeped out by I have not seen any this. articles saying that. So that's the only reason I haven't even heard of that opinion. But like, that's cool. You, you do you, man. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm just trying to eke out all of the positive energy I can before we have to talk about this state of play. <laughs> Dude, I am shocked at how underwhelming the state of play was. 
Mm. Yeah, it and you know at what point do we really need to set our expectations differently, you know? Because they kind of told us, but also like man, I don't know. And I I know you haven't even seen the whole thing. Don't you know? Just mm-hmm. don't. I mean, yeah, it I mean, we started off with some PSVR stuff, and a lot of these look good, but also, like, it's not enough to really get me to buy a PSVR. I've, I've mm-hmm. got a plan to, as I've spoken about before, to get the first one that comes into disc replay, but that's if one comes into disc replay at this point. Right. Um, Destiny 2 Lightfall launch trailer was fine. Um, then we had the... Um, the Chia game to Chia, however it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes out March 21st and it's going on the PlayStation plus collection. And at that point I was like, Oh man, this actually might be a really good presentation. Then we get a new game from the Tetris effect people called humanity. And that looks really cool too. It's like a, a puzzle game that reminds me of some of the stuff in ratchet and clank rift apart where you have to lead mm-hmm. people um, and then we got this game called Goodbye Volcano High, and I didn't know what to think about that, but it's a, it's a, like a combination rhythm slash high school simulator, and you're, you're dinosaurs, and you're, you're in a mm-hmm. band, and the band is incredibly important, and we got Naruto, and I'm like, okay, this... When are we coming with the with the good stuff here? And then we got the we got three new character reveals for Street Fighter Six, mm. and then it's like okay, now finally Suicide Squad. And the entire time I'm watching this, by the way, I'm like. At least we've got Suicide Squad coming up. At least we've got Suicide Squad coming up. And then Suicide Squad started, and I finally got the gameplay that I've been waiting for for years. And there is not much that this game could have realistically done to kill all of my hype and interest for it more than what we saw. I mean, let's set the stage here. This is Rocksteady. This is the first new game that Rocksteady has made in eight years. It's the follow-up to the Arkham franchise. In the Arkham universe... With Batman voiced by Kevin Conroy in his last... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just realized this is going to be Kevin Conroy's last performance. Yep. And it's a looter shooter. All four of the characters shoot. Harley Quinn, shooter. And at, at least... 
at least there's one character that should be a shooter. Deadshot. Why is King Shark holding guns? And furthermore, why did you put Captain Boomerang in the game if he's going to shoot guns? You know what Captain Boomerang's entire deal is? Fast. He uses a boomerang. That's the entire point of the character. He's called Captain Boomerang. He has different types of boomerangs that he uses. Why is he holding an AK-47? And furthermore, why is it that all of these characters, the gameplay looks the exact same? The exact same. Like, the exact, exact same. Except for their specials. Okay, cool. So I've got one different animation between all four characters. And I I had a coworker who was a little bit confused as to why I was so upset by this. Mm-hmm. And what I chose to say to him was this. If it was any other game by any other studio, then, oh, it's another looter shooter, right? Like, this one looks like the rest of them. But with this being Rocksteady, right? Rocksteady. This is the first game, like I said, that they made in like eight years. This is the first thing that they've done since Arkham Knight. And it is a direct follow-up to... The Arkham Trilogy, which is one of the most celebrated trilogies in gaming, particularly in the last 20 years. And if anything, they are known for crisp gameplay, amazing story. And throughout all of this, there were people who were doubting if this game was going to be good. And I was steadfast. I've been steadfast on this show. Listen, I don't know what the gameplay is going to be like, but it's going to be rock steady. So I know that it, the gameplay is going to be there. And it isn't. You know? Like, it just isn't. And the first thing that you said when you looked at footage of it for the first time was, this looks dot 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 uninspired. And that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like Fortnite or Knockout City or any of the other Battle Royale looter shooters that we've gotten with a DC skin. You could have told me that this exact thing was a trailer for these characters getting added into Fortnite and I would have believed you. And it's a shame. It's such a shame Because we anticipate a different level of quality from Rocksteady as compared to what this appears to be. And I just, I could not fathom what I was watching as I was watching it. And I thought I was over it, 
and apparently I was not over it. Um, because all of that that just came out of my mouth just happened. Right. I, I assume I know the answer, but are you still getting this game? I have been told by, by, by friends that I work with that they would like me to give it a shot and play it with them. Sure. I there is an outside chance that I do. Mm-hmm. Particularly if for some reason it ever comes to a game pass or I get it on sale. Yeah. But am I placing a pre-order for it? Absolutely not. Yeah. Which by the way, it was one of my shoe-ins for I'm so hyped I'm going to play this game this year. That's a heartbreaker. Yeah. That, that's so unfortunate. I haven't had one of those, like, I've seen a game release or uh, announced that I've been like, yes, this is everything that I want. And then to see the gameplay and it just be, like, heart-wrenching. It's just, like, not something that I've ever had to deal with. Yeah. And, you know, it... Weirdly enough, it takes me back kind of to my college studies. Because I took a particular interest in a in a particular theory of human communication when I was in college called the expectancy violations theory. And for the uninitiated, basically what this theory surmises is that most of human communication, keeping in mind that that's not just interpersonal communication, it's communication within ourselves, communication with nature, like how basically how humans experience the world is via communication in one form or the other. And there's a theory called expectancy violations theory that says that we gauge our human experience through our expectations and to what extent those expectations are violated. Thus, if we are expecting a, just to put it on a number scale, if we're expecting a 5 out of 10 and we get a 9 out of 10, that produces joy. That produces happiness. We are even keel if we get that 5 out of 10. If we get that 1 out of 10, that is what produces anger. In one way or another, you can look throughout your life, and most of the severe emotions, severe in one way or the other, good or bad, that you've experienced in your life, have something to do with surprise. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the most damning aspect of this. Because when it comes to Rocksteady, and another really good example of this, right, but in a different way, right, is Cyberpunk, right? Because you're expecting this one thing, and you're expecting in Cyberpunk this level of performance, but you get this level of performance and the game is not as put together as you wanted it to be. But at least fundamentally that was the game that you were expecting, even though it's a letdown. In the case of Rocksteady, we are expecting certain things and we're not expecting this game to just be a shooter. You're thinking to yourself, 
oh my god, they did a really good job, you know, in the Arkham games with Bane. If they take kind of some of that and put it on King Shark and we're able to, like, be that brute, that'll be awesome. Harley Quinn is going to be able to have her melee combat with, like, her baseball bat. Um, and then, you know, Deadshot's going to be the... Um, the like the shooter guy, Captain Boomerang is going to dart around, do everything and be able to throw his boomerang like these are four things that I can four ex, you know, distinct types of combat that I can see folded into the same like it's very easy to pull off all of these things within the same engine. Yet instead we got, they all have guns. And they're jumping around and traversal and, I don't know. And when Gotham Knights came out and it was somewhat disappointing, everybody said, well, at least we've got Suicide Squad to give us that classic experience. Mm-hmm. And this is not a classic experience. And it's unfortunate because, you know, Rocksteady confirmed that this game was in development in August of 2020. And obviously, it was in development well before then. And this is one of the most difficult things about games taking a while. Mm-hmm. because they decided to go this direction with this game during the looter-shooter boom, probably pre-Anthem, right? Mm-hmm. And since then, the market has crashed. And now they've got this thing. And now they're going to do their best to, for lack of a better term, polish this turd and bring it to market and make people be super excited about it. But by and large, people were like, not feeling, not buying what Rocksteady was trying to sell to us. And, man, it's just gutting. Mm-hmm. And and we we've even seen that even before this that looter shooters have been failing, right? Like Godfall was a game that I was really excited for, and that I guess it wasn't a game I was like super excited for. Like, oh my god, it's going to be the best game of the year. But it was a game I was like, I would pick that up on like uh, like at launch or something. And then the game and then the review started to come out, and they were like, eh, it's like fine. They're like, it's nothing inspired, nothing amazing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll wait for it on sale. And I've just never gotten around to picking it up. Right. Just because, which is a bummer because I think the art style looks cool. And I like the, and I even like the idea of a looter slasher, right? Oh, like, yeah. Just be a, I think that's a cool idea, but it just, it is so hard to do right. And the only one that I've ever played that does it correctly, in my opinion, is Borderlands. And I've even played, like, I've played very few. I've played exactly Borderlands 1 through 3 and Destiny. And Destiny still feels bad. Because it's not my kind of game, because I prefer single-player oriented games. Yeah. But Destiny wants you to play online. It wants you to keep playing. It wants you to do raids. It wants you to do co- um, competitive, all that stuff. Yeah. But Borderlands is just like, here's the game. Go fuck off and do whatever you want to do. Like, you you will get plenty of loot. And because they inundate you with so much of it, it feels better. Mm. And it, like, 
Yeah, I don't know. I will say, though, out of everything that's been said so far, Captain Boomerang looked the most interesting. Yeah. Because instead of instead of just, like, kind of, like, zipping around, like, he literally just, like, teleports from place to place because that's his whole shtick. And I think that's neat. Yeah. And, but, like, he has the most character, right? And I think that's the problem, is that the character that did the bare minimum so far from the gameplay that I watched has the... is, like, the gold standard. And I, I think oh. that that's the the part that gets me the most is that there were so many ways to do this game right. Mm -hmm. And it's a looter shooter. Yep. Like, it reminds me of, there were rumors flying around, I don't know if you remember this, before the uh, Avengers game was revealed, there were these really hefty rumors floating around that it was going to be, quote, right, Avengers Destiny. And people didn't understand what that meant, and a version of that is what we ended up getting. But what a lot of people surmised was, this game is going to be a shooter, and you are going to be, like, a member of the Resistance Force or whatever, and you're going to kind of, like, work with the Avengers, but it's going to be a Destiny type of shooter. And I remember mm -hmm. thinking at the time, like, I told people that is not going to be the case. And they were like, why? I'm like, because they are not stupid enough to promise an Avengers game and then give us that, you know? Yeah. And to me, this feels like about two steps below that level of blunder, where it's like you get everybody way excited, over-promise, under-deliver. But you know what didn't under-deliver is one month ago, the February 2023 Nintendo Direct, in the words of Gordon Ramsay, finally some good food. Now, I will admit, I kind of have this thing with Nintendo Directs, right? Mm. Wherein my issue with Nintendo Directs really is more just my issue with Nintendo. Yeah. And it's not an issue. It's just the fact that a lot of their titles are very, very weeby, you know, yep. very, very Japanese. And as such, inherently, a lot of their catalog isn't for me. Yep. As such, inherently, a lot of every direct is not for me. And so I sort of have trained myself to view every direct as mediocre and that is a personal casey johnson score you know mm -hmm. just what was here that was directly something that i was really interested in oh there were a few things mm -hmm. and i wasn't like super up on this when it happened, there are several big things in here that made me excited, but for the most part, it's like every other Nintendo Direct. There are these long lulls in the middle of my experience of stuff that I'm not interested in. Now, with that being said, that was until the PlayStation State of Play. <laughs> Because when I go back and I look at this, I'm thankful for it. Even if everything is not for me. 
Yeah. At least Nintendo delivers quality every time. Even if sometimes we get five farming sims in the same one. It's just an honest day's work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we started out with heat. Absolute heat from Pikmin 4. Yep. I am so buying this. I've never played a Pikmin I, game. I'm about to. It's Pikmin games are delightful, dude. I think you're going to have a good time because it looks very like nice and cutesy on the outside, but there is like a lot of external pressure on this game. Like it puts you on a time limit all the time. Yeah. Um and I think shout outs to Nintendo, the balls to put Pikmin 4, which is something that people have been asking for for years at the very beginning of your presentation is amazing. Yeah. I have a friend who missed like the first minute of the presentation and he just kind of was like, oh, you know, I didn't miss anything super important. And at the end, he's like, man, I really wish they shut off Pikmin 4. And we're like, oh, no, dude, you got to rewind it. Yeah. And he popped <laughs> off. Because he, well, he didn't say that I wish I showed off before. He's like, I just wish they showed off like something more. And we're like, what do you mean? Did you see the beginning? And he goes, Xenoblade 3 DLC, which is the next thing we're going to talk about. Um, and we're like, no, before that. And then there was silence for five minutes. And then we just saw a bunch of messages of him popping off. It was great. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for Pikmin 4. It's a game I'm going to pick up. I have played Pikmin 1 a little bit and then Pikmin 3 and 4, or Pikmin 3 as well. I played pretty much all of it. So. Uh, can't wait for it to sprout into our lives this July. Absolutely. So, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Expansion Pass, that is uh, already out, long already out, as we're talking mm -hmm. about this. Raven, do you have any thoughts? No. Samba de Amigo, Party Central, I mean... Let's go. Am I right? I I was not expecting a Samba de Amigo game. No, that was not on my bingo in, card in at the all. year 2023. No way. Uh, I'm high. I I think this will be a fun little party game, though. I think it'll be a, a good time to just like bust out with your friends, even if you know it's not multiplayer, which it doesn't appear to be thus far. It'll still be like you know, like uh, Just Dance on the Wii, those good old days where it's not technically multiplayer but everybody can get up and dance oh no they do have dance uh, multiplayer in this okay awesome oh heck yeah okay yeah let's go yeah no this is a perfect little party game samba de amigo just looks great it just looks fun yeah it, it, this is gonna be another one of those like you know i have never i own WarioWare for the switch i've never played it but i don't know if when i get samba de amigo i'm going to play it that much at yeah. least, but I am going to get it because yeah. it's another thing when you have people over that you can just pull out, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like the WarioWare. It's like the Fall Guys. It's just like a perfect little party game that you can like give to somebody who, especially who doesn't play games and they can just be like, yeah, yeah, this is it. So then we have Fashion Dreamer. Then, cool. um, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. I did not realize that this was yesterday. It's out. It's out, bub. Casey, I need to end the podcast right now. <laughs> I, I, I have something very urgent that just came up, and it's called Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. <laughs> I'm I, glad I could be of service. Can you imagine how long <laughs> you wouldn't? I knew it was this month. 
I knew that this game was coming out soon. Yeah. I did not realize. I thought it was coming out like next week. Realistically, uh, the thing that I've been doing since I am uh, six weeks out from my wedding uh, is I've been doing this thing called disassociating with things that I want to purchase. Mm, yeah. I do not want to know where they are because then I will want to buy them. Yeah. And here we are. I know where this is. And now I'm buying it. Please continue. You or are... unless you would like me to talk about dead cells. <laughs> I, I do want you to talk about dead cells in a minute, but I do <sighs> I do want to say something. Fun uh-huh. fact: it's not disassociating. Oh, is it not? There's no "uh" in there. It's just dissociating. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I swear Dang, it's I a learned. it's a Mandela effect thing because Nia and I used the term disassociating for the last two years until yeah. I like I'm like man. Why does my phone always want to correct this? <laughs> yeah. It is just associating. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, anyway, dead cells. Uh, good news. Yeah. Uh, for people who are interested in playing dead cells. Yeah. It is currently on sale on Steam uh, for $15. It is $10 off. For its release up until the 13th. So by the mm. time this goes up, you'll have about a week. I highly recommend Dead Cells. It is one of my favorite video games of all time. This game is phenomenal. I love every second of it. It's a game I don't play enough because I didn't really have a good way to play it. And now that I have the Steam Deck, oh. this kind of game is perfect for that. Dude, yeah. Um, And if you already own Dead Cells, you can buy the mel- the Medley of Pain bundle, which will include, it'll give you 20% off of the items that you don't have. And since I already have one of the DLCs and the other two DLC, the other, the Castlevania DLC and the other two I don't have would cost me $20, but I can instead pick it up for $15.97, mm. uh, which I will be going and telling Emily that I'm doing that because this is my favorite, one of my favorite games of all time. And I cannot wait to play the Return to Castlevania stuff. It is phenomenal. I love Dead Cells. Okay. Uh, please buy, please play it. If you like Metroidvanias at all, if you like roguelikes at all, I promise you, you will not regret playing through Dead Cells. And speaking of the uh, Vania part of, of Metroidvania, yeah. right? Like, so, yeah. so, now, it, is, so now we're just doing Castlevania. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is one of those things that was like announced and I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no way. And it's just... To be able to have a game that is stylistically follows Castlevania, and then for Konami to reach out and be like, hey, do you want to have Castlevania in your Metroidvania? Yeah. Like, imagine how the folks over at Motion Twin feel. This is... Oh, man. it's, It's like, it's the honor yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's like, it's kind of like when, like last year, the band was playing, and we had Tom Wopat from the Dukes of Hazard coming in, and mm-hmm. um, before that, we had uh, or after that, Barry Williams, who was Greg Brady from the Brady Bunch, coming in, and they mm-hmm. wanted to use us as their backup band. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know like to play with them this is yeah. very much the same thing of like you're being given the honor of taking this ball and running with it at this point yeah exactly it's like uh-huh uh-huh i will i will happily do that uh-huh yeah oh man 
Absolutely and insane. purchase. All right. There we go. <laughs> you know what I always associate dead cells with? And unfortunately, I would say for better or worse, but it's for worse. But uh. especially because I'm not into the genre, I always think of Dead Cells as the game that caused the biggest scandal in game reviews history. When, um, so Dead Cells got IGN's brand new, at the time, head of all Nintendo coverage, like their director of Nintendo, fired. Oh, wow. Because he... Um, and it's, you know, it's funny because IGN catches so much flack that Mm -hmm. they like journalistic integrity and making sure that they are not any of the things that they're accused of being is like very important to the people at IGN. Mm -hmm. And this guy, his name is Philip Mewson, and he had just gotten hired like six months prior as like their head of Nintendo. And... He reviewed Dead Cells and plagiarized oh, the I entire thing. <laughs> yeah, he just straight plagiarized all of it. As soon as you said he re- reviewed Dead Cells, I was like, I know what this is. Yeah. It was like from a smaller creator who was trying to do something. Yeah, the and name it was, was one Boomstick of Gaming. Still, still doing yeah. good work to this day. Shout out to Boomstick Gaming. Yeah. And it's funny because Philip Mewson did an interview a couple years later. He never went to journalism school at all. He -hmm. was just um, a guy making YouTube videos until Nintendo found him. And he was like, you know, I understand that you're not going to believe me when I say this, but I really didn't understand what plagiarism meant. And I didn't realize that what I was doing was wrong. I thought, you know, all of these people phrased this stuff way better than I could. I'll just copy and paste some of it. And it like, he didn't think that, well, so you obviously, you know, the term patchwork plagiarism, right? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't realize that patchwork plagiarism existed. Oh my God. And so he just like. Yeah, I'm never going to work in games media again because I was an absolute idiot. And even I don't know how much of that I believe because it's so yeah. it's so foreign to me that like you wouldn't even just like your moral compass, you wouldn't think you were doing something right. wrong there. Yeah, like surely surely something has to be going off in your brain to be like, "Hmm, wait a maybe, second. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm in the wrong here, right?" But he thought it was actually like a tribute to people to just lift their work. <laughs> but yeah, that's always what I associate with Dead Cells. Obviously, it's a fantastic game, but like that whole situation was like, man, really? Oh my god. Um. So as we move on here, Tron Identity was a thing. I don't remember it. Um. I don't. Ghost either. Trick, I Phantom Detective. It's a Capcom like it looks like a it's like a point and click puzzle detective game. Mm-hmm. Um Deca Police, mm-hmm. which looks look, looks like a very like Japanese kind of uh police game. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. I'm seeing Japanese just, and police. That's all I It's also an RPG. Don't forget the part mm. oh, that it yeah. is a turn-based RPG. Okay, yeah, got it, got it. 
Uh, Bayonetta Fair, Origins. It seems weird enough that it would be good, so I'm I'm gonna be watching Deca Police. Yeah, Bayonetta I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep Origins. My eyes open for it. Bayonetta Origins comes out in ten days. Cool, cool. Splatoon three DLC, and I've had like Neo Nia's brother was over at our house while we were watching this, and he's like, mm-hmm. Splatoon is still a thing. I'm like, oh, Splatoon's a big thing. Splatoon's like a big, big thing. Splatoon never stopped, brother. No, 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 no. It, it just keeps keeps on a going. And then we've got Fire Emblem Engage, the expansion pass. Wave two was uh, out. That I want day. to I want to mention one very quick thing about the uh, expansion pass. Oh, yes. Um <clears throat> Uh, so expansion pass three wave three, like I mentioned, uh, is releasing with a new character tomorrow. I didn't mention this earlier cause I wanted to bring it up now because I know there wasn't much else to talk about. Uh, one of these characters is named Veronica. She is one of the main characters from fire emblem heroes, which is mm-hmm. the mobile app that has done pretty well for themselves. Yeah. Her gimmick, as I mentioned, each character, each emblem has their own gimmick that they bring to the table. Uh, Veronica's gimmick is that she summons one of the other emblem rings or bracelets as a unit that you can control on the map, like a gotcha game Mm. at random. You choose what color you want, and then she spits out a unit. And I think that's hilarious. That is awesome. (laughs) I think think it's because it's just like silly, right? And they aren't trying to like be too serious about it or anything like, yeah, this is our fucking gotcha character. We're going to, of course, we're going to add a gotcha system. It's just like in combat, you're just like, all right, once per like every seven or eight turns and maps usually only last like seven. So you can only do it really once effectively. She's just like, yeah, whatever. Just spit out another emblem to use and just like have an additional unit that can soak up hits. I think it's funny. Um, But that's it. Uh, DLC comes out for that tomorrow as well as uh, DLC this summer for the Fell Dragon Xenolog is what they're going to call it. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have Harmony, The Fall of Reverie. Uh, I don't know what this game is supposed to be. I It's uh, it's from the devs of Life is Strange, so it's going to be interesting. Got it. Got it. Um, uh, yeah, nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know have, I don't have any particulars to go about it. I don't remember too much. But I know it's one of the, like, I'm pretty sure it's just, like, a story game that your choices matter kind of stuff, and you go to different places based on the different Which, actions Which, I mean, do. from the life of is strange people, it makes sense. It makes total sense. The art style's really pretty, though. I really yeah. like the art style they're going yeah. with. Speaking of fun art styles, Disney Illusion Island. I continue to think that this game is just cute. I think this game looks great. Yeah. It looks really good. I just love the I just love how like old school platformery it feels, right? Yeah. Like if I was zoomed in a little bit more, I would think that this is I just feel like I'm just playing Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Some part, it right? it feels very like not not in the exact way, but it feels very cupheadish. Yeah. Um, although hopefully not as hard because I would actually like to play this game. Yeah. Um It doesn't look too too bad. Yeah. I'm watching. I've been watching the trailers. I've been going through. It doesn't look too bad at all. It reminds me of uh, oh, what's that game where it was the uh, running like racing game where you just go around a track and do parkour around the whole time. Um, it has like all of the different like uh, internet celebrities of the time in there. You know, and 
to be completely honest with you, I don't know. Uh-huh. But I did have a core memory from the farthest reaches of my brain pull out. Yeah. I'd, yep. li- I'd like you, I'd like you, because it's a completely different thing. But for some reason, that, that's what it led me to. So uh-huh. I, I'd like you to follow your thing. But when you get done, I have, I have a, yeah. do you remember for you? Oh my gosh. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, racing party game running PewDiePie is in this game. I'm going to see, I'm going to use the word PewDiePie. Uh, speed runners is what the game is called. That's why I didn't remember. It's a very generic game name, but it's called speed runners. And so the platforming with the wall jumps and everything kind of reminds okay. me of that. Uh, and that's why I brought up speedrunners. But yeah, what, what's your what is your bowels of your inner monologue telling you? There was a Flash game series, uh. called Fancy Pants. Okay, never heard of it. It was very very interesting. Uh, I remember playing a lot of it. This is like middle school era um it it was just this this guy in pants fancy pants i guarantee you for somebody out there that's listening they were like oh my god yeah yo wait it's on steam am i about to play this on my steam deck (laughs) dude let's go um it it kind of it's very like drawn uh, art style as well too. So, yeah. So so many so many pants. Um, I think I think you would like it. You might still be able to oh. like find it for, for free somewhere on Flash. Um, I'll keep my I'll keep my peepers peeped for him. Um, Advance Wars one and two reboot camp. We've talked about this so many times. Yeah, it's a good thing that it's coming out on April 21st. I really didn't have anything planned for that weekend, and I cannot <laughs> wait Especially to just not that day. Pop, my, pop my brain into Advance Wars 1 and 2. Yeah, exactly. Um, Octopath Traveler 2, I don't want to cause you any stress or hurt, so I'm going to skip it. Thank you. Um, I can't wait to play this game. I've heard that it addresses every single one of my main concerns, that I, my main gripes that I had with the first one, which is amazing. Please yeah. continue. We love Katamari Reroll plus Royal Reverie. I Nia was very confused <laughs> during this. Oh, she's never seen Katamari. She's never heard of Katamari. Na 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 Katamari Damasi. Yeah. Um. So I was like, well. You know, so it, so uh, you're this ball, <laughs> and ev- eventually you you swallow God. You aren't the ball. You're the little guy pushing the ball, right? And the ball, the ball is eventually taken and shot into okay. space. We don't need to, to get that far into Katamari lore at this point. <laughs> she got what she needed to get. Okay. What do you think of this sea of stars? I cannot wait to play this video game. It looks like a very Raven type game. Uh huh. It is inspired by one of my favorite video games of all time in Golden Sun. Mm. They have said that, I believe. Uh, in Chrono Trigger, of course, Chrono Trigger is the big, big inspiration, but they've also 
Oh, this is a prequel to The Messenger? What? Forgot about that. Um. Oh, shoot. And they have Yusumi Masuda doing music? There's a demo out yeah. now. There is a demo out now. I'll probably download this when we're done. While I'm downloading the DLC for... Uh, <laughs> Suddenly you have a lot of things to play. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, uh, but I this is more Chrono Trigger-esque. Some people were on the Golden Sun subreddit were comparing it to Golden Sun. I don't know if I 100% see it, uh, but I still will be playing this. I am very, All, all very it has to be is tangentially game. related to Golden Sun, though, and you're like, okay. Exactly. Like, I'll, I'll squint I, uh, if I have to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I am I am super duper pumped for Sea of Stars. That is that is my thing on Sea of Stars. Omega Strike looked interesting. It I, reminded me a lot of like T of uh, Team Four or Team Fight Tactics or like uh, Team Fight Tactics. That's what it reminded me. Yeah. Of. In the in the way the UI is presented, it looked almost identical. It was very weird. Yet somehow it's like a weird soccer game. Yeah, which is cool. I like them taking. I like different things like this, like having a soccer game that just has like interesting players. It's only three v three. I think that's neat. Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection. These games are actually kind of sleeper hits. I played these a little bit on my 3ds. I played the demos of them. They're kind of cool. Yeah, they're just like an old school dungeon crawler, but you also like make the map as you go, and then you can sell the map to make additional money for people who venture into that dungeon later. And I think also, I could be mistaken on this one. I could be mistaken on that last point. And I might be mistaken on this point as well. But I think that you also, like, uh, the map will retain itself. Mm. Um, but if I am incorrect, that is on me. So Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe is out now. We've heard about it plenty. It's a, it's a game. It's the same game. Nintendo Switch Online. Well, oh God, Casey, there's still so much more left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a packed show, am I right? No kidding. First we get Game Boy. And they're like, oh, Game Boy is happening. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Game Boy Game and Boy. GBA games. And they were out now at the time. That was awesome. Correct. I was shocked at how quickly they were just like, yeah, you can just play it right now. I was yeah. like, what? Huh? Um, I think it's phenomenal. I do want to mention that I believe that GBA is specifically required that you have to have Nintendo, yes. Nintendo Switch the expansion. expansion pass. Yeah. Uh, but this is amazing. Uh, one thing I do want to note about this is that uh, with a little bit of trickery on homebrewed systems, you can replace the ROMs that they're using for the games and put in a different ROM in its place. Okay. So somebody tested with two homebrewed Wii's that they had. And they tested to see if Pokemon worked through this. Not only does Pokemon work and you can play it, it already has the proper netcode in place to be able to do battles and trades against other players. Oh. Yeah. So it seems to be that eventually, and people were hoping for this for the Pokemon Presents, and obviously that didn't happen, which is a bummer. <laughs> right. If it did happen, we would have talked about that uh, for at least 30 later. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But I think it's phenomenal that uh, they show that it works here because now we that now Pokemon players because like being able to play that stuff is great, right? Yeah. Giving people more of a reason to play it is amazing, and only let stupid people who want to collect them spend a hundred dollars per video game copy. Speaking of which, I'll let you know if any of those come into work. 
Um, Thank you. Do you guys still have that uh, bonus disc for Coliseum, or is that sold? Probably not. I tell you what. That's at what some at some fine. point, text me a list of what you're looking for, and I'll I'll do a search and I'll reference it frequently. Thank you. Um, Thank I you. see here one of the GBA games to be added in the future is the Mythical Golden Sun. It, it is. It's on the scroll. Casey, I know you don't like RPGs, and I'm not going to be able to convince you to play it. I, I, I want you to know that when I saw it on the scroll, I popped off harder than any other thing that they showed <laughs> off today. They showed off uh, Golden Sun on the scroll. They also showed off Final Fantasy, or not Final Fantasy Seven, Fire Emblem Seven, yeah. or what's known in America as Fire Emblem, uh, because it was that time where games were, <laughs> yeah, where they released six other games in the West or in the in Japan, and they're like, well, now they have to, we have to come up with a name for America, and it made it weird. Um, yeah, and then we got to me maybe the most omg moment of the entire thing which mm-hmm. is we all figured metroid prime remastered was coming but yeah. out now yeah out now was a jaw dropper and the game looks gorgeous it doesn't look like one of those remasters that they like just kind of upscale the textures a little bit and put a stamp on they like took a lot of time to make yeah this. it looks gorgeous they, it looks gorgeous they added like uh they added instead of it just being a one stick shooter they made it an actual proper twin stick shooter so you can walk around with one stick and then aim with the other one whereas the original metroid prime you had to move your uh it was a lot it took a lot longer to do that because you only had your control stick and your c stick controlled various other like what uh weapon you were using right um, so that's gonna help that just little thing by itself is gonna help so many people play uh-huh. such a good game you know yeah yeah crazy oh man i can't wait to play it i have not played metroid prime one i've only ever played metroid prime two and three so what about this baiten kaitos one baiten kaitos baiten Ka- yeah uh, whatever i it is it is uh an old i believe an old gamecube or like ps2 game uh that is like an old school rpg i have some friends who are excited for it uh they all say it's good I will uh, maybe pick it up. Hmm. I don't know too much about Bite and Kaitos, though. Uh, GameCube RPGs. Sorry. Uh, it says right below it, and I cannot read. They were out on the GameCube originally. So this Fantasy Life I is also happening. Yep. Um, Fantasy Life 1 was really cool. Uh, so a sequel, I think, is neat. Professor Layton and the New World of Steam... Okay, I did pop off at Professor Layton. I've never played a Professor Layton game, but, but it's I think just Professor cool Layton that it's happening. Cool. Yeah, he's just a cool guy. They haven't really I don't think they released a Professor Layton game on the 3DS. I could be mistaken. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up now because I don't want to be wrong. Uh they did. They did release a 3DS game, but it's been a long time since they had. They released two 3DS games. Okay, I'm just dumb. I like and this up next, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. We are getting another booster course pass, including a new course, completely new course from the ground up, Yoshi's Island, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Birdo mm-hmm. is going to be playable. Love to see some Birdo. And yep. that's all we know, but that's coming in spring. That's all I need. Uh, They did actually... Uh, since this uh, trailer, I, I know this because I have a ton of friends in a Discord that I'm in that play a lot of Mario Kart, and so they showed this off. 
Uh, March 9th, which is two days from now, okay. as of we're recording, uh, they are going to be releasing Wave 4. It includes Singapore Speedway, Bangkok Rush, and Amsterdam Drift for Mario Kart Tour. It has DK Summit for Mario Kart Wii, mm. Riverside Park from Super Circuit, Mario Circuit for Mario Kart DS, and the much-beloved Waluigi Stadium oh my from Double God. Waluigi yeah. Stadium and DK Summit by themselves, like... Make it. Get it's, to me. Mwah, mwah. I, I love DK Summit. It's my favorite track on Wii, I think. It's like one of my top five, at least, because I, I also love Treetop Pathway. Yeah, um, it's... But yeah. Okay, so that's two days from now? That is the ninth. That is correct. Let's go. All right. You want to play some? You want to play, play a little bit? Dude, I'm all literally always down to play Mario Kart. All right. Nia cool. and I fairly frequently have just Mario Kart evenings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, totally down. Up next, yep. we have maybe the, the most important thing. Of course, WBSC eBaseball Power Pros. Uh, of course. It is out now. It's 99 cents. I didn't realize it was Ooh. 99 cents. I'm probably going to end up buying it, actually. Um, <laughs> dude, Power Pros is kind of like a sports cult favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy. There hasn't been one in like 15 years. Yeah. It's honestly just kind of wild. I, I think it's always very funny. And it's 99... Anyway. The big one, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom... Hmm. I messaged this to you and I'm going to put it into the world. Uh, I'm going to have to scroll a little bit to find the exact verbiage that I used. How long ago was this? A month. Was it really? Yeah, almost exactly a month, actually. Okay. I I said, quote, they are firm on the date after confirming what you had said, because you said they're firm on the date. They are still launching on May 12th. And then my my next three text messages to you were, it just looks like Breath of the Wild. They showed hardly anything new. And I think that summarizes how I feel about it right now. I have no reason to want to play this video game outside of it being the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And 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 I think I, I said in the message to you, I said nothing new. And I've watched this trailer again since then. And I don't think that's entirely fair. But they only showed an active seven seconds of gameplay in this trailer. Yeah. And I think that's kind of ridiculous. If um, if this was, and I was saying this to Nia, if mm-hmm. this was the first thing that we got, right, midway through last year yeah. when we got what we got, I would be like, oh my god, they showed so much. Yeah. But mere months away from release? Yeah. We are less than nine weeks away from this game being out. And to be fair, the stuff they showed off does look kind of cool, because there's just a lot of, like, traversal stuff. Yeah. They added a car. They added a plane they added matthew mercer yeah <laughs> you know 
The essentials, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, the big three. Um, the other thing that they did add was a bigger price tag to this video game. This is the first Nintendo game that's going to launch with a $70 price tag. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom will launch for $70 and have a collector's edition uh, revealed at a later time, which oh, begs the question. The collector's edition time? has already been revealed and has already been sold out for a while. Oh, has it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, the, the collector's edition had a steel book, a poster, an art book, a four pin badges. That's the last thing. Four pins. Presumably yeah. one for each race that's on the map. Yeah, for 130. Yep. That's like fine. Yeah. It's like okay. I think this is going to be a fascinating game launch, and it's going to be one that I want to follow extremely closely with you uh-huh. because this is going to be like an ultimate litmus test to mm-hmm. answering the question can a game sell itself? I think it will. To what extent can a game sell excel yeah, itself? That's the question. How important yeah. truly is the conventional marketing, right, that we've all come mm-hmm. to know? Mm-hmm. Because there is, and right, we're experiencing this on the PlayStation side too with like Spider-Man 2 where it's like, where is Spider-Man 2? And I've been asking myself the question ever since Spider-Man 2 was revealed, how much of this do they have to show? right <laughs> like it's spider-man 2 you're gonna buy it yeah so but... and i think that's even to a greater extent with zelda i think that their theory is it's the follow-up to breath of the wild their theory is people are going to buy it let's see how little marketing we can conceivably pull off so when the follow-up to mario odyssey or whatever comes out we know how much we need to do they're 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 taking like i said a litmus test Mm. on the temperature of the audience as it we're giving them so much data that they're going to use (laughs) against us yeah it's so it's just weird oh Uh, yeah super odd Super odd. I am at this current moment in time. I am more likely to buy Spider Man Two with as much information as they've shown off than I am to buy Tears of the Kingdom with right. as much information as they showed off. I am just like not sold yet. I think. Yeah. But there, are, you know, I don't know. There are also so many people who put so long into Breath of the Wild that are going to move OLED units right just so that they can play this because they got rid of their Switch a while ago, but now this is going to be the game that they buy one again for. Mm-hmm. I'm already getting ready to have no Switches from May until early July because of this, right? So, I don't know. It, it'll be fascinating to see how successful the game actually is with as little marketing as they've put towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that also something I want to leave for next week because this episode's kind of uh, going on a, a little, little bit long in the tooth. Um, next week we'll talk more about a thing that I hate talking about, but looks pretty promising this time. The Switch Two. Yeah, it's real, Casey. It's real and it's coming. Oh yeah. And oh boy, is it coming this year? 
You think Switch 2 is being released this year or being announced this year? I think they're going to release it this year. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, I expect there to be like a PowerPoint presentation next week. I'm not going to make a PowerPoint for our podcast. I'm not I'm not saying literally. What I'm saying is I am fascinated. <laughs> And yeah. I, as, as coming from the person who is the biggest hater of talking about the Switch 2 and how confident I am in it coming out this year, and the one piece of evidence that I have for it, I think it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. To yeah. what extent am I a Switch 2 hater? No, 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 no. Sorry. I'm the Switch 2 hater. Okay. I was about I to say. I hate hate talking about the switch too because it's never been a thing that i thought is actually happening until today and i could talk about it now if you'd prefer but i just felt like we should give our poor poor audience and uh, a chance to go see their loved ones yeah and not yeah. hold them give, captive give, for any longer give me give me some time here because i'd like you to yeah. prepare an argument for me but i'm telling you now that's the main topic next week i want you to spin oh, me sure. a yarn We'll 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 uh we'll talk out the rest of the year for Nintendo. I think that's what we'll do on uh, next week's episode. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Can you give me and the people one spicy nugget? Of course. Time. It's just time, I think. And there's one game that's out that could really use a boost in hardware. Well, yes. That's the spicy nugget. Unless you were asking me to tell the people where they can find us. You can do that, too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, they can find us over on Twitter, Facebook, at Making Fun Pod. They can find you, Casey, over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Casey on the Drums. And they can find me, Raven, on Twitter, at RAV and Stadmiller, for as long as that website still remains up. It did go down the other day. It did. Uh, it went... They, they broke something... Uh, without testing it in a testing environment and they pushed it directly into production and it broke the website and nobody could access it. Uh, Which is kind of for the best. That place is falling apart very rapidly. It's funny to watch Elon Musk's descent into madness until he becomes a super evil villain and starts like murdering children in the street, I think. Yeah. That's my fun fact of the day. I can't wait to have Pokemon sleep out and to be able to go to sleep with my Pokemon. And then I'm going, whenever Pokemon Sleep comes out, I'm going to make you download it. You're going to download Pokemon Sleep and you're going to use it with me. I have got for like no problem downloading weeks. Pokemon Sleep. We'll, we'll use it together. We'll, I, we'll, we'll sleep with some Pokemon. I'm Wait, so... no, cut that out. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening. We're going to leave before the cops show up. Uh, my name is Casey Johnson for Ravenstab Miller. Go out and brighten someone's day.